0: Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host from Las Vegas. Your other host is out on the East Coast in Boston, Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Friday, my man. I
0: can I can taste and feel and <laughs> smell the weekend. It's right here, right in front of us, Pritch. But I got to tell you, it is pouring rain in Boston right now. So we got college hoops, NFL, college football. We're going to run the board today. Uh, maybe we'll fit in some MMA plays for tomorrow, Pritch. But it's a great day to be betting on sports. And by the way, one thing from last night. And uh, Pritch, at some point, we're not even going to have to do breakdowns. We're right. just going to say, take the primetime, dog. It doesn't matter if you got big line movement toward the Ravens, you can pour one out for anyone on the teaser like me with the Ravens, but it's just incredible with these primetime dogs in these heavily bet games. Now 20-8 and eight ATS with the Dolphins covering last night. Not only covering, but winning outright. But Pritch, I want to go uh, back to something. I texted you last night about that UNC and Pittsburgh That's game. That's right. And this is Kind of a teachable moment in terms of using weather to your advantage. If you're going to be betting on games, uh, don't disregard the weather and the fact that it can have on totals specifically because we went into that game saying that's a windy under. Both these teams score a lot of points. They're really good to the over. But we did see that total fall, 74 down to around 72. Kind of holding your breath there because you feel like they can put up a lot of points. But the wind was kind of the factor that made me like the under. Mm-hmm. And, Pritch, I didn't even know that they were going to have a monsoon there late and went to overtime and still got the under. But <laughs> just remember, you know, wind is really the one element that affects the total the most. Pritch, I'm sure you've talked to quarterbacks and, you know, you've played and you know, both pro and college how the wind, it's not as much – you know, the wetness of, of rain or snow or temperature wise, it's really the wind that really we've seen historically benefiting unders and Pritch. We now look at these windies, windy unders 10 miles an hour or more. Mm -hmm. They're now 68 and 43 on the year, 61%. If you want to take another step further, a windy under 10 miles an hour or more where the total falls at least a point. So not only get the wind, but an indication of respect and money to the under, those unders are 33 and 17, 66% this year. You got four matches this weekend. Tulane, Tulsa under, 58 down to 55 and a half. Temple, Houston, 53 and a half down to 53. Old Dominion, FAU, 49 and a half down to 48 and a half. And App State, South Alabama, 54 to 52. So give me those windy unders, Pritch. That's a system play that I'll take every time.
1: Also, uh, 30 scouts, over 30 scouts and five GMs too. I mean, the (laughs) quarterbacks, uh, one of them in particular, played kind of tight until the second half. That was Sam Howell. So, uh, you know, I casually mentioned that at the close of the show yesterday, but as scouts are there during the week, and they're talking to coaches, and then all of a sudden, GMs are flying in too. You know that word word a trickle down to those quarterbacks and those important players, and uh, that could have been an angle too to look at from an understand standpoint last night.
0: Yeah, and I think maybe it's just the pressure of right. saying, "Hey, you know, uh, we got all these you know people in the stands. If I want to go to the next level, I got impressed tonight. Maybe it makes a, a player do too much or feel like they gotta make a perfect throw mm-hmm. or just be too cute. Whereas, hey, let's just play whatever got you to this level as a starting quarterback in college. You know, stick with what got you there. But Pritch, great point by you. Uh, and again, you know, if you look at the spread. What do we talk about? We talk about Pittsburgh. What were they pitched? Minus six to like six and a half. What happens? They end up winning by seven. So a really tight rope there to walk with the spread. But really that windy unders what jumped out to me and something hopefully betters can use moving forward next time they see this this windy under match. So
1: Monday, uh, uh, Thursday night football, I thought about you in this game, uh, Miami (laughs) uh, and Ravens, because you talked about it, the hazmat suit. But you had the teaser, so you were happy with that. But we did discuss how many boxes the Miami Dolphins would check or did check for this football game. Uh, I think we're at a point now where we have to bring back the hazmat suit play, though, Josh. I think so too, Pritch. Yeah, I'm used to those, like you know, Detroit Tigers all throughout
0: the summer when you and I were doing it, or like an Arizona Diamondbacks. But you're totally right. At one point, are we going to, you know, just play out of principle all these primetime dogs? They just are incredible here. And I, I wanted to give a tweet and a shout out to our guy, Ben Fox, because he tweeted something out that I think made a lot of sense. Uh, he, he tweeted out, this Thursday night football game is a great example for anyone wondering why betting on the NFL is so difficult and mm-hmm. why you shouldn't bet more than you can afford to lose. Because, Pritch, think of it from a market-based perspective. It was all the way a, a Miami play as a hazmat play. It wasn't sharp, but you were only getting about twenty percent of bets on Miami. Primetime dogs had done well, and you were getting a big inflated number. You know, we were on the show. We saw that thing, you know, inch up all the way or really steam up minus seven and a half all the way to minus eight and a half. And we were saying, hey, you know, teaser spot, and that's why I kind of stay with Baltimore. Like, you know, I would get, I'd the teaser down to one and a half, mm-hmm. and I could, you know, take Miami as well and walk a tightrope. But oftentimes, Pritch, when you see these big moves, sometimes it's a blowout, you know, win here. But obviously that steam was wrong, and you did see Miami, no matter you got a bad early 7.5, you, you did favorite early dog late, which I always recommend. You got the 8.5 there in general. But either way, these primetime dogs, Pritch, I think we're just going to have to keep playing them until we see regression. How many more times can these dogs cover <laughs> and, and you not be on it? You say to yourself, I know this this trend is killer in primetime. Why aren't I getting down on it? Well, guess what? Your two next opportunities will be, and we'll get to our playbooks in a second, Pritch, uh, Las Vegas Raiders getting two and a half, mm-hmm. maybe wait for a three against the Chiefs Sunday night. And then Monday night, a lot of early movement here, or I guess late toward the San Francisco 49ers that open can't, uh, uh, who is it? The Rams laying four and a half. It's now down to four. And one thing we have seen is, um, When we look at Kyle Shanahan, he's really bad as a favorite, only covering about 30% of the time. As a dog, he's covering about 60% of the time. So late movement toward the 49ers, everyone on the Rams, yet the Niners. We're showing four. I'm seeing a lot of three and a halfs here, Pritch. Movement toward the Niners and toward Vegas. Those would be your next two primetime dog matches.
1: Well, a lot of times, and and I go back and forth with the teaser syndicate in terms of, well, that doesn't make sense. Like the Ravens losing to the Dolphins just doesn't make sense, right? But from a betting standpoint, it is about Numbers is about spots. Uh, and then also trends. I mean, you talked about it. Dogs and how well they've been cashing this year. Why Why fight it? You know, I mean, if it takes a hazmat suit, then put on the suit. Uh, <laughs> because that's going to cash you tickets. So let's get to some market insights, though. So BetMGM always gives us these market insights. Uh, most bet games by ticket count, we got the Cowboys and the Falcons. Uh, the number two game is the Browns and the Patriots. The number three game, Bills, Jets, most... Bet teams by tickets. The Cowboys, obviously, America's team right there. Uh, And then most bet teams by handle, the Titans, uh, the minus three situation that they have against the Saints.
0: Yeah, so first one for me that jumps out, Pritch, would be Cowboys Falcons, because we talk about this spot. And I think, you know, in terms of the most bet teams member, if we're looking at where is the public, the public, you always look in that column for tickets, because the vast majority of all bets come from public bettors. I would venture to say only maybe 2% of bettors are considered pros or wise guys, who, but they have a, a vast influence on the market. So again, Where's the public? Look at ticket counts. Cowboys are one of your most lopsided plays. Pritch, I think this is a spot where I'd be a little wary of. You look at Dallas coming off that loss 30-16 to against your Broncos, where, uh, again, they they really didn't put up much of a fight. They're a 10-point favorite, and you lose outright. So the public is saying, get right spot. Another another, uh, connection here, Pritch, with your former Atlanta Falcons, and they'll just roll here. They'll beat the Falcons easily. But one thing notable to me, Pritch, This line really hasn't moved at all. You know, a lot of these books open nine. They pretty much stayed nine. And when you're a really, really lopsided play and yet there's a line freeze and lines not moving further to the Cowboys, even Mm -hmm. though they're one of the most heavily bet uh, in favor of popular plays this weekend. That's something I would be, uh, you know, a little bit wary of. So I don't want to lay the points with Dallas. You know, we talk about these conference dogs, 63% ATS this year. Road dogs, 63% ATS this year. You also have a road ref in this one. Always got to mention the refs here, Yes, you do. (laughs) Ralstad. Yeah, he's 60% to road team. So I'd actually lean Falcons there in the points, and I like that everybody's on Dallas, yet this thing hasn't moved at all. It looks a little fishy in favor of Atlanta. Yeah, Yeah, you
1: think about the line freeze, too, but still think about storylines going into this one. Uh, Maybe from a betting standpoint, we can pounce on these. Uh, Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator now with the Dallas Cowboys. Who, who is more familiar with whom here when you have Matt Ryan at quarterback for Atlanta or is it Dan Quinn on the side with the Cowboys? Uh, to me, it's Matt Ryan in terms of prepping for Dan Quinn and what he's going to do. And also remember just a year ago, uh, that game against Atlanta and Dallas, you know, a lot of points were scored, uh, certainly. And so you look at those uh, situations from a quarterback standpoint or from a player standpoint, a lot of confidence, in my opinion, on the side of Atlanta. Uh, the fact that they've scored, what, in eight games, they scored over 25 points uh, five times out of those eight games so far. I think this offense, uh, I don't know if they're clicking on all cylinders. I won't go that far, but at least there's a lot of confidence on that side of the ball, though.
0: Yeah, Pritchett, I'm glad you brought that up because the other part of that game that's seen some movement is the over, and it makes total sense. Both these teams, I believe, are 5-3 and uh, five and five to the over. You got some familiarity here, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Uh, knowing how for Matt Ryan to attack this Quinn defense. And also I think you're just going to naturally get a bit of a bounce back spot from the Cowboys. Can they cover that number? I don't know. I wouldn't lay it, but you know, when you only score 16 against the Broncos a pretty good defense, but you're averaging like 35 a game and you only put up 16. I think you're going to get a little bit more offense from the Cowboys. And if we can get, you know, a, a 30 to 27 game, something like that, you know, a 32 28 game, which would, you know, cover your Falcons number. The total is what's notable to me because it opened at 52. It's up to 55. You're going to be in Jerry's world, uh, so you'll be kind of that fast track there indoors. Um, the other one that jumped out to me, Pritch, real quick, Buffalo and the Jets. Right. Keep, don't, I wouldn't be so quick to lay the points with Buffalo here. They're <laughs> one of the most uh, heavily bet teams uh, this weekend saying, you know, get right spot. You, you And this is another big thing is a bounce back week, uh, Pritch, because you look at Buffalo losing outright to Jacksonville. What is going on? You only score six points. And again, the public will say that's an aberration. You're going to roll against the lowly Jets. But Buffalo, despite being a really popular play pitch, I saw a lot of openers of Lang 13, Lang 13 and a half, even though they're one of the most popular bets this week. This line is now down to 12 and a half. It may get down to 12. You got a lot of matches here. If you want to put on that hazmat suit with the Jets, You'd be a divisional dog uh, at home. You're getting a rest advantage as well. Uh, and you're also getting, you know, kind of that uh, that double-digit spread contrarian with a line move in your favor. So I'd actually be leaning uh, Mike White here, who should be good to go, getting the big points against uh, the Bills. Who Pritch, you mentioned it. Right. I don't know if they're physical enough with the Bills. Nope. they lost two or three. They're struggling here a little bit here. They obviously. are.
1: Offensively, the identity is lacking. Uh, their coach McDermott talked about that. So, Uh, I I think that Buffalo is going to try to get back to the running game if they can. Josh Allen cannot be the second-best running back on your football team. Uh, He can't do that. And then on the other side, Mike White is feeling it. Says he should have been the first overall pick. So now you got a Jets quarterback feeling it to that level.
0: Okay, Mike White, you covered a number for me know, a couple right? weeks ago, but
1: don't get out of hand
0: here, my man. <laughs> Calm you, you know, down. You're a backup. You're playing well. Don't, <laughs> don't start chirping. Just do your thing and hey, be a little humble here. I don't want that noise. I, I don't think you deserve to be a number one pick, but hopefully you deserve to cover this number this weekend. Well, it's
1: a level of confidence, but you know, he couldn't finish the game against the Colts not too long ago. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Uh, Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit Time for the playbook, Josh Applebaum. We're going to cash some tickets. Took it on the chin uh, last week. 0-2, going to bounce back this week. Uh, we're going to get into those coming up next right here on VSEN, the Bunny Network. across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on v the sports betting network. everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport... Whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, time to dive into my playbook. Let's start with the Browns game against the Patriots. I have them on the teaser Uh, The Browns and the Saints, Uh, I tease both of those teams up. I have the Browns at 8.5, plus 8.5, the Saints plus 9. Thinking about the Browns, okay, Nick Chubb, he's going to be out this game. Uh, Did not clear protocols, certainly with the COVID situation. He's going to be out. But yet, it's a Browns team that I think uh, implemented discipline as well as leadership, and they responded against a, a divisional foe last week. I'm thinking they continue that on the road against New England.
0: I'm right there with you, Pritch. So, you know, uh, teaser, uh, no pun intended, but I also have the, uh, the Browns in a teaser with another team here. But I'm right there with you. You know, we've had all movement toward Cleveland. There was mm-hmm. a little bit of buyback on New England, but pretty much from the start to where it is now, it's all lean toward the Browns, despite some of this COVID news. Remember, the Patriots have some running backs and concussion protocol as well. It sounds like Damian Harris won't play, but Ramondre Stevenson could play. But you look at the line movement, Pritch. You know, the Patriots open minus three. They really quickly in the week got down to one and a half. And I'm saying, wow, this is a big Cleveland move. Maybe it gets down to a pick But then we did see some buyback on the news that Chubb likely won't be clear for this game. At minus one and a half, you had some Patriots buyback, bringing him back up to minus two and a half. Now, I'm okay with that because, you know, in a teaser spot, we can go through three, go through seven, take the Browns plus two and a half, up to plus eight and a half. Uh, and this matches quite a few systems. We talk about these dogs this year, Pritch, beating a dead horse. But it's important because they keep cashing. Conference dog, 63% ATS this year. Same thing with road dog, 63% ATS this year. System that I really like is this dog off a of blowout win. So if you win by 20 points or more, you come back the next week and you're a dog. You're feeling good about yourself, getting some mojo going. Those teams uh, are 6-2 ATS this year, and they are 68% the last couple of years. Then you look at these short road dogs, 3 or less, 15-5 and five ATS. All these matches would be with Cleveland here. So, Pritch, I'm thinking it's maybe a field goal game. I I would take the two-and-a-half if you're making me just pick the regular spread, but I'm a little concerned about a three-point Patriots win in a close game. So I'll tease this up. I'm right there with you. I'll be rooting for the Cleveland Browns. I think this is a one-possession type game. Hopefully you cover this number with the teaser. Well, that's
1: why I wanted to tease the situation because, again, if Chubb was playing, okay, maybe just uh, take the points uh, and and live with that. Uh, But give some comfort to the play. Uh, with a teaser any explanation to what's going on with the Patriots at home though uh, the record that they have at home is interesting to me with Bill Belichick right now
0: yeah it just doesn't make much sense here I think they I don't know if they won a single game at home they're 0-4 what are they 1-4, 1-4. I don't know and 4. they haven't 1-4 yeah one and four, and again, I think the only win was what that big Jets win where they blow out the Jets and keep scoring. So <laughs> sure. uh, I don't even know if you can, if we should put an asterisk against that one, Pritch. But I don't know, it's a weird thing. They're good on the road, they're not good at home. You would think, you know, getting that that crowd behind you, uh, you know, would give you some juice here, but that's really not what we've seen. So maybe that's a little angle if you like the Browns, you know, with the points or a teaser that you could exploit. This Patriots team, for whatever reason, has traveled much better than when they play in Foxborough.
1: Yeah, I was also worried about Nick Harris, the center there for Cleveland. But it looks like he, he's going to be going uh, in this game, too. So keep an eye on that, too, for sure. But comfortable with the teasers. So the Saints, uh, the same situation, offensively challenged. Uh, Kamara, he's got an injury. Uh, we saw Trevor Simeon take over at quarterback. It wasn't great. They got it going later on against Atlanta. Uh, but I'm leaning on the Saints' defense, though. Uh, I think the Saints defense uh, could rise to the occasion against this team, the Titans. They match up very, very well. But again, the comfort of catching points on the road, teasing that up to now uh, having the Saints at plus nine.
0: I'm right there with you on this one, too, Pritch. So I I like the Saints just plus three in this game. So I think if you're teasing it, you're feeling even better. Uh, And I think Gamble and Lou made a really good point yesterday Mm -hmm. when I was like, uh, are are you going to take the points of Trevor Simeon? He said, I guess technically, but it's not with Simeon. It's with that defense. It's with Sean McVay that you're really banking on. Uh, And I just like this as a really, you know, quintessential buy-low-sell-high spot. You have the Titans who are coming off a huge win in prime time. Everybody saw them without Derrick Henry roll over the Rams 28-16, win outright as a seven-point dog, whereas the Saints lose outright as a a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Atlanta. So you you have the Saints who didn't play well. You have the Titans who played great. And yet we're scratching our heads saying, why is Tennessee only favored by three points? Typically, again, three points home field. Again, we know it's probably maybe two now or one and a half. But either way, shouldn't this line be a little bit higher, Pritch, if this team is rolling and you know they just beat the really good team like the Rams? It's fishy at the opener, and it's fishy because everybody's betting the Titans. I mean, like I'm looking at like 75% of bets or more yet. It's either line free, stay at three or even dipping down to two and a half. I see some two and two and a half out there. A lot of these books at plus three are juiced up. So if you like the saints and you like them on the, uh, you know, the key number of three, get it now before it falls. But Pritch, I just think this line is short for a reason. Public's going to say, give me Titans only two and a half. Now take it all day. But I wouldn't be so quick here. I like the Saints in this spot, whether you're a teaser or getting the key number of plus three. Okay,
1: my other play, too, involves teaser situations uh, as well, Josh. Uh, Atlanta, Dallas, I went over. I teased them down to 48 and a half, took the six-point teaser there. Uh, And then the Eagles, I got them teased up uh, against the Broncos as well. So my thinking with Atlanta, Dallas, so many angles there, right? Uh, Quinn, Matt Ryan. Uh, I think Atlanta, I I just mentioned that stat, in eight games so far this year, Uh, They surpassed 25 points in five of those games. So I think they're really confident. Pitts, Arthur Smith is figuring that bunch out. And then the Cowboys. What happened against the Broncos is an outlier, I believe. The lack of preparation because of injury during the week. Gregory is out now, too, on that defensive side of the ball uh, for Dallas. But I think Dallas' offense bounces back, too, against the Falcons' defense. Therefore, I like the points in the over.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with your pitch. I kind of like the over just in general. So if you're getting, what are you now, 54 and a half, something like that, it's Mm -hmm. getting a little bit higher. I always get heartburn anytime you have a a total that opens 50 and gets up even higher. And sometimes it's like, hey, you know, unders are doing well this year. Why not buy low, high water market, take the under. But I'm with you. You're teasing it down. You're getting a better number. All the factors we talked about, about these teams uh, pretty good offensively, five and three to the over. You're in the dome checking off quite a few boxes here. And then, Pritch, I I like your Philly play for a couple of reasons. Number one, Line move toward Philly. You know, a lot of these books at one point were I think it was like minus three Denver uh, and it's creeped down a little bit to two and a half. So you're in that, that sweet spot of, again, I think you got a lot of good teaser opportunities. Like, Philly's in that two and a half up to eight and a half right. spot. So are the Raiders. You know, so are the Chiefs, so are the uh the, the Browns here. So you have a couple of those that you can choose from. But also with Philly, uh, it's creeping back down. It's now two and a half. You're mm-hmm. in that road dog situation. We talk about road dogs, short road dogs, three or less, all these good matches. But also, if I'm gonna bet a dog and try to cover a number either straight, either uh, regular conventional spread or as a teaser. I want a dog that can score in Philly. They're scoring about 25 a game. Now, defensively, they're giving up about 24, but the Broncos only averaging 20. So I think the offense of the Eagles, uh, you know, Pitt, Pritch, if I'm making you pick an offense, you're, I'd assume we'd, we'd probably, most of us, go Eagles here Better offense, keep it, uh, you know, keep pace or maybe backdoor cover there if you're on the teaser. And you're also kind of buying low. Eagles have lost three or four where Broncos are uh, have won two in a row and have that big upset win over Dallas. So anytime you have a big win over an opponent you're a big dog against, uh-huh. I like to kind of bet against you that following week. So I'm right there with you, Pritch. I really like your teasers this week. All
1: right. Thank you, man. Um, you know, the thing about Denver, too, is where are you at with the Broncos? Like they're above 500. Uh, they've kind of found an identity, which is being physical, running the ball, big personnel, then play action with Teddy. Uh, I think they stick to that. Maybe they get back to three wide receiver sets, which I don't know what that does for for the Eagles and their defense if they're ready for that. Uh, but a physical matchup, though, too. Perhaps uh, a game in which the Broncos defense can prevent a lot of scoring, which they've done the majority of the season so far. But uh, the Eagles three and six. I, I just I just think these teams are evenly matched, even though the records don't suggest that.
0: I think you're right, Pritch. And again, with the spread of only two and a half of the home favorite, I mean, pretty much the odds makers are saying this is a coin flip game on a neutral site. So uh, I think that's in your back pocket. And, you know, I don't know what to make of this Broncos team. You know, I was kind of big in on – I was really in on them early in the year. Then you drop off a little bit. You're in this weird situation where I kind of like the Broncos as a dog when they're undervalued and you're getting points. You know, as a favorite, though, laying points, I don't know if you can really trust – you know, this offense to score enough for you to cover these numbers. So uh, the other thing I would look at, Pritch, is Javante Williams, mm-hmm. uh, a guy who I know you're really high on. He's really been shooting up these uh, these boards here for Rookie of the Year, and if he continues to keep rolling, I was seeing some stats in terms of broken tackles and, you know, after, uh, after contact, getting yards. He's really starting to put up some good numbers, and if they can stick with that identity of running the ball and getting Javante Williams, you know, close to 100 yards a game, he could get into that Rookie of the Year conversation we're seeing him move up uh, as we speak and then Pritch, I'll throw this at you. Our buddy, Sean Hockley, uh, the, the, the uh, the Uh-oh. son of, of the big man, Hockley, <laughs> he's a good road ref. He's okay. uh let's see, 65% to the road teams. That uh-huh. would be, uh, you know, your, your Scott Foster conspiracy theory. Well, I'll take <laughs> it. If uh, if on am on the Eagles, I'll take Hockley. He, he favors that road, those uh, road teams.
1: All right. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I can say a lot of things I'm probably not going to say right now. Don't
0: get in trouble. No, no,
1: no. I still get a pension, Josh. So I got to be careful uh, with what I say about the league and their officiate, uh, officiating. But no, that game kind of sets up no home field advantage either uh, for the Broncos, something they've enjoyed over the, the decades.
0: Exactly. And you would think, you know, uh, against, you know, in the altitude, it's really tough for these visiting players, but it's not the Peyton Manning days anymore, Pritch. We like Teddy Two
1: Gloves as a dog,
0: not as much as a favorite.
1: That's right. Come up next. We're going to get into Josh's best bets. That's coming up next right here on v the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths. So you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, now it's time for your best bets, NFL Week 10. Let's start with the the Chiefs uh, and the Raiders. What are you seeing in this matchup?
0: Yeah, so this one is kind of, you know, again, make it easy on yourself. It's a prime time dog. Again, this is uh, something we got to keep an eye out for moving forward. It's been fantastic this year, 20-8 and so far. Uh, You're cashing 70% of the time. That's really unheard of uh, as an NFL betting system. But what I like about this one, Pritch, is the public continues to bet the Kansas City Chiefs. It doesn't matter if they... Uh, continue to have all these turnovers and Patrick Mahomes isn't what he used to be, or doesn't look like the quarterback that we, that we're used to seeing. It doesn't matter if uh, you know, they're just not playing the way we consider the chiefs to play yet. The public still loves betting them. It's kind of interesting that they're uh, you know, kind of the bias in favor of them. Hasn't really dipped at all. They're getting around three out of four bets. It's a primetime game just from the angle of everybody betting the chiefs yet. What happened to the line? It dipped a little bit to the Raiders. So that's kind of a classic play for me. You know, Chiefs are the popular bet, laying three, but yet they fall to two and a half. That'll be a reverse line move to, uh, obviously, the Raiders here at home who have that pretty good home field advantage, Pritch, and, and the uh, you know, Death Star there. Mm-hmm. And also, you look at the uh, the Raiders. They've played the Chiefs. They've kind of had their number last few years. They don't always beat them, but they beat them here and there. But they seem to cover a lot of numbers against Kansas City. This would also be just kind of a classic divisional game if we look at these divisional spots when you're a dog getting points. uh Pretty good historically. You're on 55% ATS the last decade, whereas regular dogs are closer to like 51% around there. Uh, and I just like not only the primetime dog angle, but I would wait. And if I can get the the Ra- Raiders at three, right. I'll take the three. If I can't, they're just a teaser play for me, the two and a half up to the eight and a half. Um, and again, if this Chiefs team continues to turn the ball over and continues to not cover these numbers, Bridge. Believe it or not, since the Super Bowl, they're 9-16 ATS. They're only covering 36% of the time. They're failing to cover like two-thirds of the time. So I'll take the points there with the Raiders at home. Again, either a regular three or a tease if we can't get the three and just take the two and a half to eight and a half.
1: Yeah, the Chiefs are not the team that we've seen go to their Super Bowl repeatedly. Certainly Patrick Mahomes has regressed. Uh, The thing about the Raiders, though, uh, they struggled in the red zone last week against the Giants. Uh, Six trips to the red zone, only one Uh, score, one touchdown right there. Uh, If you look at that, that's a horrible percentage. But no John Gruden, too. So John Gruden, as a head coach, this was a game that was circled, underlined, uh, highlighted everything uh, that the Raiders pointed to, whether it was the Chiefs at home or Chiefs on the road. Uh, Basaccia, the new head coach, interim head coach, I don't know if he has that same type of uh, vigor that uh, Gruden had for this matchup. So uh, we'll see how the players respond, though, from the Raiders' perspective.
0: Yeah, maybe Gruden somewhere in a skybox with the Bobby Valentine, the mustache, <laughs> and you know the the, uh, the glasses there, Pritch. So uh, you're right. Maybe uh, you miss Gruden, and maybe he had a bit of an edge there, gave him a little confidence in these matchups. Yeah, but I think you know one thing I keep going to, Pritch, is. Our buddy Michael Lombardi, one of the sharpest guys when it comes to uh, betting and talking NFL, he actually had the Raiders on his numbers as a favorite in this game. So that's just a little bonus there that I like to look for. And then again, teaser spot with the Raiders. I Think your two best options would be that Browns play we talked about, two and a half to eight and a half, or the Eagles play two and a half to eight and a half. I paired the uh, the Vegas Raiders here with Mm -hmm. uh, with the Browns in this spot, but I think you could make a case for the Eagles anyway. And then Pritch, just a couple other, we talked about a couple others here. We talked about the Saints. Uh, that's just really fishy to me, Off a loss, Tennessee off a big win. Everyone betting Tennessee, yet it opened at three, stayed three or even down to two and a half. So I took the three there with the Saints. Then the other one that caught my eye, uh, we haven't mentioned too much, Pritch. We were talking about this in terms of Russell Wilson getting activated, uh, you know, from, uh, from his injury here with his finger and his hand. Seattle's coming off a bye. They're going to Green Bay. I like the points with Seattle here. Mm-hmm. You're rested. You get Russell Wilson back. Will Rodgers play or not? I don't know. He's technically going to get cleared Saturday, but that's a quick turnaround. So I don't know if we're going to get Jordan to love or Rodgers. I took the three and a half here. I think the hook is critical. It looks like it may get down to three. It opened at five, so movement's all been toward uh, Seattle here. I could see maybe a three-point win by the Packers where you cash with the hook here. So I'm on Seattle there. Then the other uh, two ones, Pritch, um, 49ers. I'm going to take the 49ers plus three and a half. This is a gross one, but it kind of is like the Dolphins in, term of, in terms of being really unpopular in a primetime game. But it's also kind of, you know, having both of my systems here. Uh, contrarian and heavily bet game, but also some sharp reverse line movement. Everybody's betting the Rams. They pick up Odell. They got to bounce back after that bad loss to Tennessee. But they actually open laying four and a half. They're down to four. They look like they're getting down to three and a half at quite a few shops here. And, Pritch, what's crazy, if you look at Shanahan uh, as a coach with the 49ers, he's 23 and 17 against the spread. 58% as a dog, but as a favorite, he's terrible. 9-22 and 22 <laughs> ATS, 29%. So you got that dog angle. And then the last one for you, Pritch. I'll get your thoughts. Uh, let me know if I'm on the right track. You're my over guy. I'm going Vikings and the Chargers over. Uh, open at 52. It's about up to 53. I see some 53 and a halfs out there. These teams have been trending toward over games recently. The Vikings are in a lot of these like 34-31, score a lot of points, but don't play great defense. Uh, so I'll be looking at in the dome, fast track, uh, you know, at SoFi, let's see if we can get an overplay there. I think we get both teams, you know, 25 or more, hopefully, and get the over 53.
1: I do like the over in that situation, Vikings, Chargers. Uh, I mean, the Vikings, uh, a world of hurt right now. I, I think the Chargers, uh, from a competitive standpoint, uh, offensively, you look for them to score points and produce points. Defensively, though, not only the injuries that they have, but, I mean, you look at the Chargers defense, total yards allowed per game, 358. Uh, passing yards allowed per game, 197. Uh, now, this is, that's with guys fully, uh, full strength there. They have a number of injuries in their secondary. Rushing yards allowed per game, 161. Uh, and then points allowed per game, 25. So uh, I, I know uh, Staley, he's supposed to be a defensive guru, uh, but they're really leaning on that offense at this point. So maybe an opportunity for both teams to light up the scoreboard.
0: I think so, Pritch. And again, you look at uh, Minnesota; they've gone over uh, two of their last three games, uh, three of the last four here for the Chargers. So these teams are used to playing these games where you know each team's putting up you know 25, 26, 30 points, something like that. Uh, and again, you're really thinking of. You know, can, can Cousins you know, keep this thing close and, and keep matriculating the ball down the field? Can Herbert kind of attack this defense that is not a defense we're used to with Zimmer here? I would say I was intrigued by Minnesota, Pritch. I mm-hmm. don't like that they have some COVID issues here. Right. Uh, but if they get to three and a half, it's a public play toward the Chargers. It opened three. It's kind of stayed three all week, but it's juiced up toward the Chargers. If the hook pops up with Minnesota, they're kind of in that road dog angle. And also, if you look at Zimmer off a loss in his career next week, he comes back and covers the number 3-1 ATS this year, 33-16, 67% in his career. So I'd be intrigued by the hook if that pops with the, uh, the Vikings there.
1: Vikings are a really talented team with issues throughout the coaching staff uh, now players as well, as, uh, fully noted there. Uh, going back to that Packers-Seahawks game too, Russell Wilson cleared to play. It's going to be about 38 degrees uh, up there. Rodgers, I don't know how you bet this game. Without Rodgers being in the building, not until Saturday. I mean, what are we going off of here? And how do you, you know, think that the Packers could play? It's Aaron Rodgers, I get it. But I think every player needs some type of prep. I mean, think about Dak Prescott last week against Denver. Uh, C.D. Lamb didn't practice. You know, those guys, they look like they didn't practice in the game. So Aaron Rodgers, even though he's Aaron Rodgers, no practice, not even in the building until Saturday.
0: Yeah, it's a great point by you, Pritch. And again, you look at the uh, on the flip side, Seattle. They've had a bye week, so they've had you know two full weeks here to get ready and get Russell Wilson some time. I don't know. This is going to be a game where you kind of walk the tightrope. Like, let's say Aaron Rodgers is confirmed in, and, and you're going to play. Maybe this thing shoots back up to minus four. Now, what if Jordan Love is deemed in there and Rodgers can't play? That three and a half, three probably gets down to, I don't know, two, one, a pick'em. So this is one of those plays where you know you're you're gonna take a position and think hopefully we get you know love instead of Rodgers. But even so, uh, you know, with Rodgers' status in question, all line movement has been towards Seattle. And Pritch, one thing to also keep an eye out for the total in this one, it opened around 49 and a half, it dipped down to 49. And this would be one of your top windy under plays. We talked about it in college at the start of the show. But you're looking at Lambeau Field, Pritch. Great point by you. It's going to be cold. It's going to be like in the 30s. You're going to get wind about 15 miles an hour or more. And you actually have both these teams really good to the under. Surprisingly, you wouldn't expect this, but the Packers are 7-2 and two to the under, and Seattle is 6-1-1 one and one to the under. So maybe you can take advantage of that under. Pritch, I should have added this to the playbook. I, the more I think about it, I like this under in Green Bay.
1: You can talk yourself into it during the show. There's nothing wrong with that. Bakhtiari, uh, he he might be back. He's questionable. Uh, they've really missed him up front too for the Packers. Uh, just an incredible situation to think about, even from a betting standpoint, uh, that you don't have your quarterback in the building until Saturday. Uh, typically, you're getting ready and you're going to the team hotel on Saturday, uh, getting ready for that game. And then Russell Wilson, we know he's going to provide a lift for this Seattle Seahawks football team.
0: Yeah, he definitely will. And again, just the confidence he's going to bring. You know, the playmaking mentality. and right. I think you're going to get a big boost there. Obviously. So the other one, Prince, just real quick. Detroit, uh, I was gonna call them the Tigers almost, the Lions <laughs> going to Pittsburgh. Everybody's yeah. back in Pittsburgh here, but that thing fell like minus nine pit down to eight. little movement, believe it or not, to Detroit.
1: Yeah, we're gonna get to that, uh, Josh, because we got big lines, some big lines, some games with those situations with big lines. What do we do? Do we back the dog? Uh, do we look at the favorites? So a lot more to get to right here on the program, betting across America on Sin, the sports betting network. Network. Become a weekend warrior at BetMGM. King of the Weekend is a free-to-play challenge where you can win up to $50,000 for correctly picking the highest-scoring pro football teams during the weekend. Simply log into your account and find the King of the Weekend contest in your promotions section. Then pick the six teams you think will score the most points from the selected games. $1,000 would go to the top entry each week, and if you guess all six in the right order, the grand prize of $50,000 could be yours, plus hundreds of dollars in free bets will be awarded to players who come close to a perfect score. Go to your account and try the King of the Weekend free-to-play game. If you're new to BetMGM, download the app today and make weekend football even better. Only at BetMGM, the King of Sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions must be at least 21 years old. Please gamble responsibly if you feel you have a problem. It's 1-800-GAMBLER, promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And Josh, to finish up a thought here, the Lions and the Steelers. Uh, the Lions off to buy, you know, a couple of weeks to think about the possibility of going 0-17. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're catching eight points larger spread here, not double digits. Uh, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, so I'm sure probably you know teasing down the Steelers minus eight to minus two is going to be a very popular bet here. I'm sure the yeah. odds makers are going to be rooting against that one. Uh, and we'll see if the Lions can keep this thing close. They do have that rest advantage you know, uh, with coming off the bye week here. And you do have a line move in your favor where Pittsburgh actually opened a lot of shops for Around like laying nine, I even saw like a nine and a half. You're now down to eight. So you've had this movement toward Detroit. And if you look at uh, kind of Pittsburgh in the last couple of games, let's look at the last times, last couple of times that they were a favorite here. Obviously that, that uh, primetime game against Chicago, they had a big lead. They blew it. They ended up winning, uh, covering that teaser, which was nice because I was on him in that one, Pritch. But uh, you were a seven-point uh, favorite against Chicago. You barely win 29-27. You go back a couple weeks before that, Seattle, another primetime game. You are a five-and-a-half-point favorite against Geno Smith. You only win 23-20 there on a field goal, but you don't cover the number. So kind of just the way this team has trended in these situations where they've been laying points. They've been winning, but they haven't been covering. And, again, a little extra rest in Detroit. You know, maybe uh, sitting and stewing on the fact that they're, you know, staring down the barrel of a of a winless season, which Mm -hmm. is never never fun, never nice. Can you get this team uh, to keep it close? I would lean uh, Lions plus the points or nothing. Uh, But then then again, Pritch, they're the Lions, so you're gonna have to get (laughs) ready to uh, maybe be disappointed if they uh, if they you know get down by two scores early.
1: Well, the Lions are four and four ATS. Um, Pittsburgh offensively averaging just about twenty points a game, Uh, and then the strength is their defense. But yet against Chicago at home. They gave up 7.1 yards per play to the Bears.
0: <laughs> yeah, and this, you also get Detroit. They're giving up 30 points a game. Uh, and again, one thing I noticed here weather could be, the more I look at it, Pritch. Keep an eye on the weather this weekend because uh, you know, they've got some different things all over the country. I'm looking at this Pittsburgh game. It's gonna be like 35 degrees. You might get some rain in this one. So if you add these elements and just flash back to last night, that UNC Pittsburgh, same state there, you know, same, same city uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, that could carry over into this weekend. So the total right now, I think, is around 43. Some books were 43 down to 42 and a half. Maybe we get a low-scoring game here
1: with the elements maybe playing a factor. All right. And somebody. I haven't heard his name. I'm surprised at this. We have not had a Brady reference from you until now. We're going to talk about Tom Brady. Uh, so, you got Tampa Bay with a, a number uh, nine and a half, and nine and a half against the football team. Uh, 51 and a half uh, is a total. Are you touching this game?
0: I am touching this game, Pritch. I'm a little concerned. I am involved, though. Uh, my one concern is that Tampa Bay is kind of a popular bet here. They're getting around three out of four bets across the market. Okay. You're starting to get a, maybe a little line freeze-ish buyback here when this line got up to 10. You had some football team money t- uh, plus 10 come in, drop it back down to 9.5. But I'm going to sweat uh, Tampa Bay laying 9.5. If you shop around, I think you can find it off the key number. And I'll tell you why, Pritch. Sometimes there are systems that I love so much that even if maybe you know some of my philosophies of, you know, betting against the public or being on the public side. Uh, it almost becomes an auto bet regardless of that. And really what this one is, is the road favorite off a of buy. If you look at these teams off a of buy, historically as a favorite, we see a much uh, bigger edge toward favorites off a of buy than dogs off a of buy. But favorites off a of buy, they're 57% ATS the last decade. But here's the key, road favorites off a of buy. Uh, last decade, they're 65%. So getting that extra time to you know kind of clear your head and rehab or rest your injuries, and also with the coaching staff to game plan against the next opponent – really benefit these road teams. So I'll lay the nine and a half. It definitely worries me that I'm on the public side here. Uh, but the offense of Tampa Bay averaging 32 points a game against Washington is only averaging about 19. I think maybe the Bucks, you know, a little bit rested and ready to go here, Pritch. I'll be looking for a 10-point win or more. I'll lay the nine and a half with Tom Brady.
1: Okay, looking at the uh, injury report, Antonio Brown out, Gronkowski out. Uh, they did sign Rashad uh, Perryman, though. Uh, so an indicator right there that, I mean, they need some help at wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I think it's totally true. And again, you know, waiting for these guys to come back. I would say long-term, if you're bullish on, you know, the, the Bucks to, you know, repeat, win the Super Bowl, win the NFC, this is kind of a good thing in a way. Even though you're missing your guys for these games in the middle of the regular season, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to win that division. You just want these guys to be healthy when it really matters. And I would say to Pritch, you know, laying a bigger number like that, I'm a little more comfortable laying a favorite uh, closer to double digits in a high total game. So the total in this one is around 51 and a half. Again, dogs, low totals uh fewer amount of expected uh, point scored makes it harder for the favorite to cover. Right. Higher total, better for a favorite because more points scored makes it a little bit easier for that favorite to cover. So that's just maybe a little correlative betting bonus there with that high total.
1: And I'm wondering what the football team would be working on during their bye week because the last three weeks, <laughs> uh, I mean, they've averaged, what, 13 points a game. Uh, and then, okay, their defense is one of the worst defenses, passing defense, scoring defenses in the league right now. So, what did they what did they work on during the bye week? <laughs> oh, who knows, Pritch? You're gonna have to work on quite a bit. Right. I'm still waiting for this defense to show up. They haven't
0: shown up, and I would say. I've watched a lot of Tom Brady in my life. If you want to rush four and, and blitz a ton, Tom Brady will eat you alive getting the ball out quick to all his, his receivers. So uh, I think maybe Brady's licking his chops. He could be a play in a, a DFS-type situation this week.
1: Okay, and then the surprise victory uh, of the last week, I mean, the Jaguars. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, Colts, what are you doing, if anything? Uh, do you have a lean or a thought on this game?
0: Uh, I don't have too much here, Pritch. I would lean Jacksonville plus 10 uh, just in terms of you know public all over the Colts. Uh, where it got, got dicey there. I thought maybe the Jets would cover that thing late with Josh Johnson. They didn't, but um, awful win in a cover. Whereas the Jags, you know, they're coming off that huge win against Buffalo, but the public says, you know, that was Haley's comment. You know, Lightning's going to strike strike once. It's not going to strike again. A lot of betting here on the Colts at home, but they kind of open minus 10. They pretty much stay minus 10. I saw some 10 and a halves. Uh, I think you can maybe find a hook on the 10 and a half here. My play with Jacksonville would be that uh, road division dog uh, kind of with a line freeze type situation and looking at these divisional dogs in general and conference dogs this year it has been pretty good. So I don't know if I'll officially have a bet there, Pritch, but I would lean, you know, hold your nose, put on the hazmat suit and right. take Jags
1: plus 10 there. Yeah, put on the suit. I heard that in a movie <laughs> or two uh, a few times. Uh, going back to last night's game, though, like, for instance, UT's down to Ravens. Uh, the Ravens. Miami, look, the, the game that they played, nobody expected for sure – but the dilemma, though, the choice of teasing down uh, a big number because of a favorite or taking more points with this dog and the way that dogs have been covering. I mean, uh, talking to the teaser syndicate, it looks like that's the way to go now.
0: I think you're right, Pritch. And again, probably outsmarted myself there. Let my own bi- bias creep in, which, you know, I always try not to do. But uh, thinking of and again, I keep going to Ben Fox tweet like that's mm-hmm. a perfect example of how hard it is to bet on the NFL. Right. Like, if you. Uh, think you're going to get into the NFL and win 75% of your plays. It's not going to happen. I mean, even the line movement was there deep toward the Ravens all the way to minus eight and a half late. So, uh, you know, part of it was I got the teaser down to one and a half when it was seven and a half. So I felt like I got a good number there. The other thing is, you know, if you're teasing uh, the Dolphins, when do you tease them? Do you mm-hmm. tease them when they're seven and a half right. without knowing that maybe it gets to eight and a half? And then on my teaser, I just kind of gave up a point. It was kind of a hard game to diagnose, but keep going back to the fact of. Favorites a favorites early, dogs late, primetime dogs doing great. And again, that's a hazmat play that wasn't sharp but had a lot of value. And again, Pritch, that doggy door is wide open. All kinds of dogs are <laughs>
1: running through that thing. I told you the doggy door was wide open yesterday. So, uh, for instance, the Carolina Panthers and the Cardinals. I mean, what do you do with this matchup? I know more information. I think people are looking forward to Kyler Murray, his situation for sure. Quarterback situation too with the Panthers. But double digits regardless. And so an opportunity here with this game.
0: I'd probably go Panthers or nothing, Pritch, but it's just tough because on the Carolina side – you're going to get PJ Walker, which, you know, again, kind of an XFL mm-hmm. guy, he hasn't had a ton of action here. What are you going to get out of him? That's a great unknown. And then Arizona, are you going to get Kyler Murray? Are you going to get Colt McCoy? You know, is DeAndre Hopkins going to play? There's just so many injuries and question marks on both sides that I don't know if I really want to take either one. I'll lean Carolina in the points just because, you know, what if you get Colt McCoy starting and this 10.5 gets down to 9.5? Uh, and any time the 10.5 has been available, it's been kind of scooped up and brought it back down to 10. So I'll lean Carolina there, um, but I, uh, I'm not sure. And also, Pritch, Yes. This would be a system match of uh, our Reddit friends, our friends on the internet. Didn't cover last week against a team that did cover. It's killing it this year. It's like 80% that would match with Carolina.
1: Sometimes you just got to put on a suit, though. We got to bring that back. We had you all dolled up in a <laughs> hazmat suit.
0: Well, Pritch, the other thing is we haven't done a ton of college basketball. Get ready into when I give you Grand Valley State under 158 and Tarleton <laughs> State you know under 120. I mean, get ready. Those, those weird ones, are, they're coming up pretty soon.
1: All right. Great job this week. Good luck with everything coming up this weekend.
0: Pritch, you're the best, my man. Good luck, and I'll uh, talk to you soon.
1: Sounds great, Josh. Have a great weekend. Coming up next here on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network, The Edge. Stay tuned for Jonathan Von Tobel. Matthew Humans is next.